0: Country, no power lines, no dead-end streets But
1: the nature waits for me Back in the north
0: Alright, welcome everybody I am Seely Dave Thanks for joining us on our Northwoods Ramble a video podcast about exploring the upper Midwest by bicycle. Um, On this show, we'll review regional bikepacking routes, some of the gear we like, as well as keep you up to date on the gravel and mountain bike scene in uh, uh, the upper Midwest. That includes the Minnesota Iron Range, the UP, and of course, Wisconsin. We'll share some of our area history, culture, and a little bit of Northwood's know-how. For those of you who are joining us by listening only, we are doing this as a video podcast that you can watch on Spotify or our Life Above 8 YouTube channel and those are all going to be linked in the show notes. As I said, I'm your Hyperburner reporter, Seeley Dave. This is my co-conspirator, TJ, and we're coming to you today from my little log cabin office at the base of the Hollywood Hills, just outside bustling downtown Seeley, Wisconsin. Seeley um, is located on the Namikagan River uh, at the southern edge of the Chequamegon National Forest, near the Campbell Mount Mike Trails, the Berkey Ski Trails, and um, we're surrounded also by just countless miles, hundreds of miles of forest road and, and gravel and logging roads. Sealy is an unincorporated town on the banks of the pristine Namakagan River. Um, and we're on Highway 63, right? We're at T's with um, Highway 00 um, in the heart of Wisconsin Northwoods. The, um, the river, uh, the Namakagan River it, it parallels Highway 63 and also an old railroad line. And we're midway between the town of Cable, another old railroad town, and Hayward, the famous lumber uh, mill town, um, 10 miles to our south and 10 miles to our north. Nobody seems to know exactly uh, what Celia is named after. Most people suspect it was somebody that worked for the railroad when they built this this town. And and those railroad folks of you that that uh, are into that thing will know that um, towns tended to be spaced 7 to 10 miles or so every um once in a while just so the old steam engines had uh that's about when they ran out of water so there had to be a water station about every 10 miles or so um and um anyway so uh you may have noticed that our intro was a lot of snow and we do have a long winter here it's at least six solid months of winter we absolutely love it with all of our great ski trails and groomed fat bike trails and uh that sort of stuff that we have here. Um, uh, there's also, you know, snowboarding and uh, downhill skiing up on the North shore or South shore um, uh, uh, by S- Duluth and Superior as well as over in the UP area. So we've got winter in spades, six solid months of it. It's started snowing October 15th last year. Um, and uh, we had snow, I was skiing in, into April after Easter and I know other people that skied even later. I It's the end of May, maybe it's June when you're listening to this or watching this. Um, and uh, we actually, I just got back last weekend from a, a gravel bike ride over by Mercer. and um, And we actually found, we found a bunch of snow um, in in Mercer and this is this is us kicking the snowbank the last snowbank we found uh, last weekend so um, so I I we are in spring and um, and I do uh, I do love that we're in spring but but winter is such a long part of our lives here um that I I just want to open with a bunch of slides from my from, <laughs> from winter so um, I was saying to you earlier that I think uh, winter seems to move at this sort of glacial pace where all we do, the only way you can tell the difference is how much deeper the snow is getting on your roof and if you've got to shovel it. For sure. Um, And uh, um, of course, we we enjoy all that and there are no bugs for six months a year at least guaranteed right. um so we enjoy that and the amazing skiing that we have on the Berkey trails and the North End ski trails and the Sealy trails and the Rock Lake trails and right. everything else and the great fat biking that canva grooms and I groom five miles on the neighborhood trails behind my house too so winter's awesome but we love spring and it's I'm really excited about it um every time I go out it seems like I'm is it's the opposite of, of winter. It, it, spring moves at such a fast pace. All the, um, all the wildflowers that are constantly changing, the animals th- that are all having babies and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's hard,
1: almost hard to keep up. It is hard to keep up <laughs> and it's hard to keep up on the grass. I've been, uh, mowing on the Berkey trail and I mow it and it grows right behind me. as I mow it. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you never know what's gonna pop around the next corner, right? Right, like things are just growing, things you haven't seen grow, grow right. growing, and yeah. I, I'll show a few
0: uh, slides of some of our um, some of our spring that we've got here. Um, so the wildflowers are coming up, and those come up in stages too. I notice, like, I I use this um, picture this uh, plant identifying app on my phone to I I don't know the flowers that well, and there's so many of them, and but. I, I save them all to my plant library in the app, and what I like is it kind of gives me a phenology of of when I see them each time I, you know, because yep. something new pops up. So right now we're kind of in the the um, forget me nots. That's and and violets are out, and and some uh, this one pussy toes, uh, an, an everlasting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a new one for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a new one for me. Um, So that that one's up. And of course, as the the animals, the deer are dropping fawns. This photograph I took today on my way back from Cable, I was stopping at Rondo with something and Cowboy and I, my dog Cowboy, we take the long route back on Cable Sunset Road rather than the highway because he likes to watch for deer. And so we saw um, a, a doe walking across the road just ahead of us with a tiny, tiny fawn. And it went into the woods and it was just around the corner when I came around the corner. So I knew the doe was going to go into the woods and the fawn was just going to duck down into right, the grass right. like they do. So I pulled over and walked up and it was right there at the edge of Cable Sunset. So I was able to get a, a nice photo of the doe's eyelashes um, in, in the grass. And then I left it alone and mom, I'm sure, came back and round, right. rounded right. him up. And, um but the the bear cubs are out. We've had bear in our backyard. Our dogs had what treed one the other day. Not this one. This one was somewhere else. But
1: um, yeah, we woke up to a bear at our uh, picture window this morning, at about five thirty, <laughs> which was pretty cool.
0: Let's jump to that. There's, there it is. There's there your it bear, is. right? Yeah. <laughs> it
1: was there long enough for me to get the phone and take a picture? Picture? Yeah.
0: window. Do you have like a, a humming bear feeder or something? We do humming bird feeder. We do. Was it out? It at-
1: was not out because yeah, it wasn't okay, out was yet. It- but uh
0: yeah and i don't we've had everybody knows you're supposed to take your bird feeders out to uh, put them away at night at the very least but honestly you probably just shouldn't have them during (laughs) regular (laughs) seed because they the bears come to the seed on the ground that they all toss but but black bears aren't really harmful anyway you just don't want to and it's it's, train them to go by uh,
1: humans and this spring it's i mean this this time of spring everything's on the move right yeah everything's just moving the, around the fox fox kits these are we've yep. got a
0: couple of dens in the right on the trails that i maintain behind our house and every year we get a litter of like three there's three in this den um but i only call often there's like kind of a pecking order it seems like of one really brave <laughs> one another one will come out away and, and then the last one doesn't come out hardly right. ever um but uh, this little guy was was out yeah so so that spring is just just awesome here. So I'm I'm super super happy to uh, to have it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So beauty living in the Northwoods, right? We get four right. very distinct seasons, especially right. winter.
0: Yes, yeah, winter. <laughs> so the folks that also don't know where Celia is, other than our geographic location, you know, between Cable and Hayward, and hour south of Duluth or whatever, um, may not realize that. Um, sigurd olson is buried here and yes. uh, right in the cemetery the riverview cemetery right just down next to the sawmill saloon in in Seely. and um sigurd Olson always famous for his writings about the boundary waters and his place up at listening point i think you can actually go visit it yeah. now or yep. something like that yep. um he um he went to northland college in ashland which is a even then, in the early 1900s, was known for conservation. He was going to school for that, and and he met one of the Earnholt family from Seely. Um, Andrew Earnholt was uh, Soren Earnholt's son, who was going to college at Ashland Northland College, and invited Sigurd Olson back to their family farm here in Seely to to um, for Christmas because um, Sigurd wasn't from Wisconsin. So Sigurd came. He really enjoyed spending time with the family in the fire and he ended up meeting, um, Elizabeth, right. Earnholt and ended up, up marrying, her, marrying her. And for those that don't know, um, the, uh, here's the, I'll give you a little walking tour here of the, of the, oops, I got to back up. I'm so here is, there's Sigurd and Elizabeth. And then this is the Earnholtz family plot at the Riverview Cemetery just down, um, along the riverbanks in Sealy, And, um, you'll see the family and the two sons were both killed in the war. It was just Memorial Day, so flags are up. Right. And, um, and then around just behind that, um, is where the Olsons are and Siegert and, uh, Elizabeth, um, than Earnholtz um but uh so they're they're buried right here and I've read all of his books pretty much and I kind of like reread them actually sometimes but yeah
1: the um, were kind of the first family of conservation in America which is a really cool forestry conservation right
0: yeah yeah right he moved here in late like 1890 something from Denmark um and he uh and then he, as all those other European farmers were being, come over to America and buy cutover logging land right. in northern Wisconsin right. and northern Minnesota. And so all these sort of like Scandinavian farmers came over here and Germans and, and uh, tried to start farms and found out, although the land was cheap. <laughs> It's cheap for a reason. It was cheap for a reason. <laughs> Even if you can pull all those stumps, which the amazing work they did to yeah. clear those those stumps and all all the you know the slashings um, that were left over by the loggers, the short season and the sandy soil was just very difficult to farm. Yeah. Olsen's Ernholdt though did manage to make a living, um, scrape by, but found that some of their land wasn't good for farming. So they started. He started replanting trees, and I think there was a Danish. I forget. To the concept, there was a Danish conservation that he was sort of following that said something about like, wherever you can't plant a potato, you should plant right. a tree or something right, like that. Right. Something like that. There's some quote that Ernholt was famous for repeating. Um, but um, so yeah, so that's kind of Sealy. Um, we'll. There's so much more that I have to share about Sealy. I, I love our tiny little town and all of our cool little history and all of our residents and uh, especially we'll get back to our our sawmill saloon, um, that's, that's, um, just down the road at the intersection that most people maybe are familiar with Great food, um, great fish fries, great prime rib, great burgers, all that sort of stuff. Um, my wife though, sometimes calls it this and she loves it maybe more than I do. Um, but that's why, maybe that's why she calls it the saloon of bad decisions, um, where there. are Delicious old fashions are served with a few dashes of regret, and uh, you can get a latte, but it's going to come in a cold twelve ounce can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was about a year ago, about this time that I, uh, yeah, I had a pretty good, pretty good time there with you. Right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the yeah. one of the karaoke nights. Yeah, I had to uh, definitely apologize There's a few people <laughs> after that. But
0: uh, I, I'm sorry I missed that, but that, that was one of the nights that
1: I had gone on had had enough,
0: and the sawmill's like eight tenths of a mile from where we live but I just I couldn't yeah. do it so I went home and I skipped karaoke yeah, I'm not a good singer so I skipped karaoke but um,
1: you and Liz and yeah yeah uh, we we did it you kept going we did it
0: um so uh yeah so I, I just got back speaking of fr- spring I just got back from a um a gravel ride over by Mercer that a friend of mine organizes um Andy Schwartz Whose son is now a professional mountain biker, Caleb Schwartz, His um, daughter Emma Schwartz, was also uh, a very accomplished um, bike racer. Both Emma and Caleb race cyclocross nationals and worlds um, as juniors. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think Emma races anymore, but but Caleb is full on still. A pro racer there's some Mount genetics going on yeah <laughs> there's some genetics so andy andy organizes has for like he's had a ca- he's from um madison area and um ha- but has had a cabin in mercer for a long time so he's organized this gravel event with uh some other friends um uh from uh phillips and other in milwaukee and um so i went on i went on the trip and um and it's called Spring Gravel in Paradise. And Andy likes to include a bunch of bushwhacking, sort of like those, avoid highways at all costs and make connections with make connections with some of the, some of the unused snowmobile trails <laughs> that, that do make a connection, but are not necessarily rideable. Um, and John uh, from Phillips, John Kizero, who comes along, he's also known Johnny Cycles Frame Building. He builds really nice um, bikes out of Phillips, Wisconsin, um, but they're low trail, like front bag, Renee Hurst style right. um, touring bikes, and they all have like really nice built-in fenders and wires for generators. Class and Class for
1: days. Right. Class and, for days. Right. For but
0: days. they were all riding those with like, you know, two inch <laughs> <laughs> slick tires and and doing just fine. John's a strong rider. so, um, But there was a lot of this, um, which led to a lot of that. Uh, and then a lot of muddy shoes. I was warned to bring an extra pair of socks on this trip, which I thought was a little nannying. Um, <laughs> I've got my first rodeo, but I did bring an extra pair of socks, but I was the only one that certainly didn't need them. Cause I'm the only one that rides in thorough in Thurgood work
1: boots <laughs>
0: right. made down the road in Merrill, Wisconsin. Um, we found some cool things though. This is, I love exploring all those little back roads and trails because you find stuff that you didn't know Absolutely. There's, and so we ran across this old rusty school bus which i thought there has to be like a cool story behind of like some <laughs> the year the 15 ironwood kids <laughs> never made it home from school for christmas or something like that i i think there's probably a good story in that ran through the town of flurry
1: don't know that one
0: i had never been there before either i'm not sure it's real <laughs> or if it's the flurry family <laughs> um this was cool though, this is Shays Dam. And um, you know, a lot of times when you're planning these Northwoods routes and stuff like that, if you're looking on the maps and things, you don't know, it says roads don't go through, and there's a dam there that you might wanna see, and but you don't know if the road's gonna go through. And I found out that this, Um, even though Google maps and Rideway GPS and all the other maps show that this does not go through, it actually does go through to Shays Mill Road on the other side. So it's a great little connector that I'll sort of like store away in the Mm -hmm. back of my head for planning future routes over. Yeah, here you go. Um, you can see there's the dam and it doesn't look like it connects, but it does in fact connect. You can go across the dam and connect to Shays Mill Road. So, so that was pretty fun. The other thing that's been fun this spring is um, bike rafting. And I know you've got a pack yep. raft. So um, I took over right a couple of years ago the, running the Hungry Bear gravel race. It's a gravel race that started by um, uh, Tim Kruger of Esker Cycles and Mick and Beth Endersby of the Rivers Eatery Pizza Place up in Cable. And um, it's gone on for, it's an old school race no aid stations, no support, no Classic prizes. Gravel. Right. Classic There's timing, gravel. but um yeah it's it's yeah. marginal at best and it's not accurate. And it's, no,
1: a, it's a family reunion right. on a gravel.
0: Exactly. It really has more of a vibe of a family reunion than a gravel race. Of course there are some guys that show up, some people that show up that one woman. Yeah went off course' rode one hundred and twenty miles anyway. She came back all <laughs> stoked about it. And the top finishers finish in five hours. so they're riding twenty plus miles an hour on one hundred miles of really hilly gravel. so um, so anyway, um, I took over that race when Tim got too busy with Esker's uh, cycles and um, Mick sold the uh, River's Eatery to the Parker family. Still a great pizza place. You've got to go there for their stone-fired pizza in Cable. And it's a really cool silent sports environment with bibs and bikes and skis everywhere. The clubhouse, right? Yeah. Delicious food, too. Great craft beer on tap. So, um, But... I took over the event just to keep it going, um, until we could find somebody else that really wanted it. And so the, Venn has always given all the profits back to the community. So I continued in that vein. I, I gave, you know, $3,000 to the Cable Volunteer Fire Department. But I, but I grew the event over the last couple of years that I've done it. I yep. Maybe I'm a little bit better communicator than Tim was about it. Or maybe <laughs> it's because I'm retired and I don't have anything else to do. We'll say that. Um, That's but, nice. But I That's doubled nice. doubled the, the race size. It went from, you know, 250, 280 people to 500 plus people. So I had a lot more money to give away this year than in years past. And so one of the things I did with that was I, I've i purchased a um, bikepacking gear lending library. So a community library. So anybody that lives in our community can borrow some of this expensive bikepacking gear for free and try bikepacking out. I mean, a full set of stuff is like 1,500 bucks or something like that. Right. You, you get the tent and everything. So I've got some of it here. So I got some of these um, Big Agnes UL2 copper spur bikepacking tents with like the short sticks. So this like, you can Super hang this right pronounced. on your handlebar right. if you want. I've got uh, uh, a Relevate Designs a 14 liter um, seat pack, so you can, the bags comes way out. It stuffs a lot of stuff and they're real stable. I've got a Salsa um, anything cradle which mounts to the handlebars as well. So you could stuff that tent in there. You could stuff the, uh, I've got some. Um, uh, 50 degree, really light, compressible, um, but very nice and enlightened equipment um, quilts. Yep. They're just made over the border in Minnesota. And the, I got the you know, little tiny Exped, but comfy air mattresses and uh, and little pillows and some stoves oh, and all, all the other stuff. So people can just borrow that, um,
1: you know. Oh, super cool. If Pe- they want. Fam- yeah, people are going to, yeah, that's so, so right. good. Okay. No,
0: i ran out of cash I, i'm hoping to use a few more of next year's so i've got five sets of that so anybody that wants to borrow that from the cable area hayward area um community is, is welcome to borrow that for free if you're coming from out of town and you just want to try bikepacking um you can borrow it as well and we can work out some sort of deal i won't charge a lot of money but i'll there'll have be some sort of deposit because you're from out of yeah, town yeah, or yeah. something like that but we can we can do that but um but people are welcome to to borrow that gear and give bike packing a try we've got so many great routes up here um many of which i've sort of, of curated um and uh but i mean you can just point your bike down a gravel road and there's lots of campgrounds you can just go anywhere yep. you want yep.
1: basically pretty family friendly to around right. here or
0: yeah opposite. there's lots of, there's lots of taverns and stuff where you can eat you really almost don't even have to bring food if if you stop in and, and plan your trip right um so the one other thing that i that i purchased in the lending library that i'm really excited about is is an alpaca caribou pack raft um and this is the bike Packing sp- bike rafting specific the one with the late rise bow um, the later design and right. you you're, I is an OG. One? I an you I've got an OG I got an OG one yeah. those work fine it, too yeah everybody that's what everybody started with so right. um, so this one is designed for that so it's got the the one end the bow that I've got this bike strap to is is up a little bit right. higher um, and um, and it's got tie downs that are really easy to use but uh, but so this thing takes like. It takes like 15 minutes to go from mounted on my handlebar like that to in the water. It's like ridiculously quick and it weighs like six pounds all in. Yep. Um, Yep. And so I, the last trip I did, I rode up to cable and put in at Felipe Landing at nine miles ride and a nine mile paddle back. It was kind of weird. (laughs) It's like exactly even. Right. Yeah. Um, But it's pretty sweet. The, these things, I don't know, you've paddled with them. You did it a bunch with your daughter, Anne-Marie.
1: Yeah. Um, I even did a, uh, I hit it right one year and I did a uh, Berkey. I did the Berkey from, did a full Berkey with the raft on my back, put in. And the, snow snow so on the ground. Snow on the ground. So you skied the skied 50K up Berkey. up, Berkey, up, up, Got the pack raft out right on the Namakaga. Because the
0: Namakaga goes right past Telerik right, Lodge yep, for those right who don't know. Right there. Go.
1: Um And packrafted, pack-rafted down in the winter, down, yeah, and then packrafted back to Sealy. I didn't go all the way to Hayward, Uh but yeah. Just well, I'm not s- that good of a skier yet,
0: but you and I, uh
1: you and I will have to do a winter ski like that. Oh, um yeah. Well, I hadn't skied with anything on my back forever. Yeah. Weird. It's weird, but so fun. Right, so and fun. they don't they don't weigh anything. No,
0: like this, so no. really it isn't it isn't that so much, but um yeah. So so I'm pretty excited that I'm gonna I'm hoping that with the profits from this, the 2024 Hungry Bear that that I'll be able to uh, purchase one more pack raft, so It'll be two, cause I mean, yeah, anybody can borrow this pack raft too, but, um, but then you're just going by yourself, which right, is nice, right. but a lot of people might want to do things oh, for sure. together. So I, I hope to get one more pack raft and get just fill out the bike packing gear, with just a, like some fork bags and some handlebar feed bags and stuff like that, and just fill it out just a little bit more than it is. But honestly, right now, you with what i've got anybody could come and could borrow gear and go and have a great time That's so cool. yeah That's so cool um so yeah so i'm pretty stoked about pretty stoked about that um i was also really stoked about finding a new waterfall. So, <laughs> yeah. so for those that don't know, um, one of the routes that I've created is called the Wisconsin Waterfall Route, bikepacking route, and um, it's uh, most of my routes are on bikepacking.com, and uh, and this award-winning. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yes, this one did win win uh, best of the year for week-long U.S some niche category of bike <laughs> for the for the five dweebs that really care <laughs> about such things but but the nice thing about that is is that bikepacking.com website is amazing and it it ha- is so well done and it has so many resources and is Great. such a worldwide reach that um that and the Tour de Schwamigan route and my Valhalla Beach Party route are all I'm hearing all the time about people riding them
1: yeah so I was joking with you earlier about cable built you a parking oh. lot cuz there's every time I leave and work from Friday night or Saturday especially this time of year there's always people pulling out of right there, going So someplace. the 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 waterfall route is 380 miles
0: it goes up into the UP it goes all the way up you know to Lake Superior it, it I mean you could start it from any town on that route but I live here um and the town of Cable has this really great um municipal parking lot that anybody can park in without a permit right. anytime it fits like 88 cars or something like that right. there's a bathroom with water that can fill water bottles up and stuff like that there so it's just amazing yeah. base camp right. for leaving for multi-day trips right.
1: and if you probably left your car unlocked with your wallet on the seat <laughs> you're probably okay right not telling you to do that but right plus proud. cable yeah. if you're starting in a uh,
0: in a northwoods community i mean cables cables got Velo Cafe, it's got, you know, the Rivers Eatery, it's got the Cable Cafe, it's got Rondo's grocery store and hardware store, you know, so... You can, if you forgot something and you're, you're leaving good. from Cable, you can you're find
1: good. you're going to be able to find it um, there. And if you don't find it there, you didn't need it. You got it. You got it.
0: But so a lot of my right, routes that I publish start and end in um, start and end in in Cable and um, the waterfall one included, and it goes by 28 waterfalls in the 380 miles. And I just found another waterfall that's very right on the road. It's right by Morgan Falls. By St. Peter's Dome, down from Bob's Rock, the Swedish settlement. Anybody that knows all those local uh, landmarks. Um, so this is this is the waterfall. It's on Morgan. I mean, it's on um, uh, the Marengo River, and uh, the Marengo River we we go by all the time. On the Hungry Bear route, right. So mm-hmm. I just had the Hungry Bear route. That mm-hmm. was like May thirteenth. um So I was on the route all the time, you know, checking when the snow was melted, <laughs> right, right, um, um, and assuring the riders that they wouldn't right. need to bring their fat bikes with studded tires. Stopping the panic. Right. Stopping right. the panic. Right, and I kept looking at the Morango, and I knew I got just got this pack raft. So I was like, oh, that river looks awesome. I'm gonna pack raft. I'm gonna bike raft on the Marango right up here and, and float the Marengo. Um so I just before I went, I, I Googled it and it said, you know, I'll paddle the Morango River and I got warning. Class four rapids, 40 <laughs> foot waterfall. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't just drop in off Snake Trail Road and and <laughs> start floating. <laughs> glad I did a little research. So this is the waterfall that I found. It's unnamed. It's hard to get to. Um, and TJ, it's a vertical video, apologies, TJ and I now know, after our first show on Northwoods Ramble, we will always do horizontal videos (laughs) if we're going to use something on this show, but, um, here you can, you can just watch this. So that's where I was pictured and it comes down through these rocks where there was this old quarry road that leads to mine that, that rock and it goes through all this rock. And then right at the end there, it drops down another 40 Uh, feet or so. Super
1: cool. But
0: the road from the quarry, the road from the quarry comes up to the top of the falls there. So, and it was, I had to cross the Marengo River on rocks, you know, a bridge is out that used to go to the quarry, but you can kind of get across. I used my fat bike to, you know, hold myself while I walked on rocks to get across the river. I didn't have to pack raft it. It's not that wide of a river. And uh, and then I rode this bushwhacked in lots of downed trees because it hasn't been used and... uh, forever yeah 50 years or something I don't know um but I made it to the falls and found them but now I'm at the top and it's rock cliff 40 (laughs) feet down and I would love to get to the bottom but the road doesn't go to the bottom there is another road that leads to the river closer to the lower end so I thought about well Maybe there'd be a way to bike in on that lower road and then pack raft to the base of the falls. where maybe from the base of the falls, you could kind of get a better view of looking up and see, is there a way to scramble up and mm-hmm. get to the top mm-hmm. and maybe make it a loop up to that, that quarry road? Um, I don't know. It was very buggy out and stuff. So I wasn't, right. I was lots of spraying, but I was not, I was trying to keep moving as much right. as I was enjoying enjoying finding that that waterfall um so those are sort of the things i've been up to um what what have you been up to lately tj i know you got epic
1: fest coming up up. i've been mowing a lot and then uh the berkey trail berkey trail i don't know if
0: we said you work for the american berkebiner ski foundation i do Um, tj does lots of things a lot of the grooming and of the ski trails in the winter but uh, lots of tree cutting and um and then but what I'm kind of excited about, what we're going to try to keep you up to date with on this Northwoods Ramble as progress is continually being made, is the new mountain bike park at um, yeah, Telemark, Telemark Village. Yeah. Telemark
1: Village. Yeah. yeah. Trek Trails, powered by OTM at uh, Telemark Village. And yeah. OTM is One Track Mind. One Track Mind. Yeah. So it's a
0: Minnesota-based it's foundation a Minna- yeah. that promotes like healthy yep. activities and exact, stuff like yep. that,
1: right? Yeah. And this will be, I think, their first. Uh, First try at Wisconsin, so it'll be nice. really exciting. Really Tra- exciting.
0: Trek Foundation jumped in with a bunch of yeah. money to kickstart the, yep. Yep. Kick the trails. Joe vaudemont
1: is the master at that stuff, getting all those. Joe things. just called me today. I've known Joe for a long time.
0: He actually convinced me to move up here. Um, <laughs> that's another story. But, uh, um, but Joe V, as he's finally called, um, worked at Trek for 20-plus years. He was a senior, one of the most senior people at, trek and um a lot of mountain bike development um so joe is a strong enduro rider motocross rider
1: gravity Um, guy
0: he also ran but he also ran like the race team um and the lance armstrong days and everything like that um and the mountain bike race team as well so so joe is um and he's a strong rider so joe's kind of like a double type a he's very nice guy super nice guy but He gets things done. He gets things done. (laughs) He's got big visions. (laughs) He just jumps in head first. Right, right. Trek trails are... Probably wouldn't be called trek trails if it weren't for the fact that Joe (laughs) V was working with the Berkey Ski Foundation Right, Right, this this
1: whole thing has been a conspiracy, I think, from the (laughs) get-go of Joe. A nice conspiracy. A a great conspiracy for us all. But yeah, a way for Joe to uh, tap into some of this terrain that's up there that's just amazing that... uh, you know, I'm the kind of guy who's been going up there and like trespassing for years, but Joe's the kind of guy who gets like it legitimately done. So uh, right. last year we had uh, our first phase, which would have been about four miles, uh, a little bit of cross country trail, green to get people going. And then we used that for a Nika race. And right. then um, we built a blue uphill and then a downhill. That- With some jumps. That's what we're yep. looking
0: at right here. Yep. So there's this- a section of that.
1: Yeah, so Chad Lindowski came in with Traction Trail Works, uh, subcontracted a few guys. This little section right here was built by Jacob Link. Uh, shout out! Well, uh, you've
0: also had uh, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers from Rock Solid yeah, has so, been up
1: here. Yep, so Aaron and Rock Solid, which we're super excited about this next phase. Uh, Going to build three downhill trails and two uh, cross country type trails up to the top of Telemark. Um, this. Blue Trail got us to the Canvas System, which was super cool because the Canvas System's an amazing what 136 miles of of, wilderness, amazing mountain bike trails, and point
0: to point, and it's off. It's a real backwoods experience, a backcountry experience that you can't really. There's so many great mountain bike trails being built all around Wisconsin and the Midwest right now. Lots of modern, purpose-built progressive yep. flow trails with features and all that sort of stuff. Awesome stuff. But you you don't really feel like you can get lost and you're in the wilderness. This is the camera trails have that vibe to them. Yep. Um and they also have the old school
1: single track. You know, they do uh, handmade, hand built, leave the rocks. Yep. You know which is an art. Yeah. Right? It's a lost art. Like I know that, you know, machine built flow trails, kind of what's happening right now. And it's kind of but there's something really special about those uh, old All my
0: old friends from, like, down in Decorah and stuff like that, that uh, the old crew, single-speed guys and stuff like that, they they hate the flow stuff right, now, you right, know? But they're right. all grumpy old men like me. <laughs> yeah. So they, they love the old-school trails like Canva has. And what I like, and Decorah's got some great trails like that, too. But, again, you're on the side of a hill, and you can see town kind of like you're not going to get lost (laughs) there's a campground right there right you know um so what i like about the camba trail is that backcountry experience even marquette doesn't really have that for me i love the marquette trails um but again you're you're really close to towns to marquette and all that uh, ishpeming and stuff like you kind of like you're right they're amazing resources and sure maybe maybe more miles than camba has i don't know how many miles they have they have a lot um, but and some pretty rocky, rooty stuff that we don't even have here. But if yet. you
1: were out at Rock Lake tonight and you went down, <laughs> yeah. and you broke your leg, good chance you're gonna die out there tonight, <laughs> <laughs> which is really cool. No cell service, no cell service, mosquitoes, yeah. no way to crawl out. There's right. nowhere to crawl to, right?
0: Right, and you've got to know where you are, yeah. And, um, so, so canva trails are awesome, but these new trails. Are, yeah, are way
1: more gravity oriented, like sessionable. The
0: parking lot vibe where yeah. everybody meets on Thursday yeah. night. You all know you're gonna be there yeah. and you hang out. Um the Berkey's also building a, a a Nordic new Nordic Center. So um they're improving the the ski network, yeah. the network of yep. ski trails. They've added a,
1: a really cool um paved roller ski. Right, which is seeing all kinds of action from you know, there's a woman on a walker. A couple days ago, there's guys on e-bikes. I'm not much of
0: a skier. I've only been seriously skiing since I moved up here in December of 2021. So I'm not very good yet. There's still lots of the Berkey Trail that I find too steep for me. I can't imagine skiing that, what is it, 10 feet?
1: The plunge. The plunge
0: on a a roller
1: skis. Oh, I was... I can't imagine... <laughs> I can ski. I'm not the best skier, but I can ski and that is just yeah. Well going to, we went out on a bike uh, a couple nights ago. We uh some of the guys from Rock Solid were up and uh we rode a little section of trail and then we just wanted to get the bugs off us. Of, so we rode down that thing and why are we going like 40 miles an hour? I mean it's sketchy, you know. <laughs> it's cool though. It it's super is. cool. Super.
0: Yeah, it's super cool. So. Um so so yeah, so that whole Telemark Village project is, is the the mountain bike trails are brought to us by Trek and, and O-T- O-T- OTM. O-T-M. Yeah. But um, there's all kinds of other, oh, you know. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah. Um, the new um, home base, um, yep. upscale sort of Scandinavian design hostel that, yep. uh, that Dave Torek is building up mm-hmm. there is almost done. So it's another new cool place for um, Silent sports folks to stay. It's going to have Wi-Fi, basic accommodations. I mean, you're not in your hotel room very often, no. right? When and you that, come up that's
1: here. That's the thing about that. That's the thing about the woods and especially that mountain. It just has a allure. Right. You know, you're just drawn to go.
0: Yeah, you don't want to sit around your room when you come up here. So you need basic comfort. You want some place to charge your phone. You want you want a comfy, you know, bed yeah. and, and maybe air conditioning and heat. Um, but a community fire pit, a place to wash and wrench on your bike, yep. all that stuff is going to be available. Um, the Nordic Center is going to have like backroads coffee and like beer and stuff like um but we're going to keep you up tj's um heavily involved in the mountain bike angle of that stuff and works for the brookie so we're going to stay with us uh following us on the northwoods ramble podcast and we're going to keep having regular updates for sure regular updates on on that um so uh i guess i don't know we've we've gone through just about everything on our our list here i guess we're, we're i maybe we've Ooh, yeah. hit the, hit the yep. top of the hill yep. um so tji are we're drinking a earth rider pilsner earth rider pilsner it's uh Dude, a north job. rider with a y pilsner from earth rider beer up in uh, lake superior and this is a uh, 5.6 abv 35 AB, IBU. And I'll read their description because I love reading all these <laughs> beer. I don't know. There's a whole... Cr- Unless they're using AI for this. We should try an <laughs> AI saying, beer description, right?
1: That This would be a good career. right? Yeah.
0: The aroma is floral and spicy from the use of the German hops and rye malt. Um, bready malt character comes through in the flavor along with the citrus and spicy notes from the rye malt and hops. It finishes dry and crisp. I think it's a pretty good Pilsner. I am a big Pilsner fan I usually like like the Czech and uh, German pilsners. Yep. This has that flavor without, with still being a little bit lighter and less malty. I think. Yeah. So, so
1: it was like a really warm day for today, right? Mm-hmm. It was like eighty some degrees. This hits the spot. Yeah. This hits the spot. <laughs> right.
0: So anyway, I, I think that's it for us for uh, this episode of of the Northwoods Ramble. Thanks for joining us. It's our first episode. I'm sure we'll have lots of improvements in the future. We've got a whole bunch of uh, things I want to tell you about about the history of Sealy and and the riding in the area. And uh, we'll be meeting some of our other characters and maybe we'll uh, move to some other locations. There's an amazing, cool theater in the back of the Sawmill Saloon. Um it's really neat. Um and we're thinking about maybe doing a, a show from the back of the sawmill saloon and maybe even doing it live and uh having having guests uh, on
1: the show and uh
0: or just locals There's come no, and watch.
1: No shortage of characters around There's here, that's no, for sure. No
0: shortage of characters at the sawmill saloon where, where the men slick their hair with bar oil and the women use uh uh, permethrin as perfume, right? <laughs> that's
1: right, that's <laughs> right, that's right
0: <laughs> Alright, so with that I think I'm going to let um, my buddy from Butternut, now Nashville um, Hugh Robert Masterson take us out and uh, join us again on our Northwoods Ramble podcast God, I country, no oh, got music? Lines, no ends, and I do Alright, we're out of here TJ waits for me no.